Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. On a summer evening in 1912, a man named Joe Butera sits near the door of his small grocery store and plays a song on his mandolin. It's August 7th, a Wednesday, and Butera is marked for death. So for him, it's a day like any other. Fourteen years earlier, Butera came to the United States from southern Italy and found his way to Alliance, Ohio. Like many Italians, he settles on the city's north side, across the tracks from the downtown shops and theaters. He and a woman named Rosina start a family and open a small grocery on Front Street. But a sinister force stalks Butera. Would-be assassins blast him with a shotgun and pistols. They stab him with knives and chase him through the streets. Even as Butera plays the mandolin in his shop, he keeps a revolver and a stiletto in his pockets for protection. There have been four attempts on his life. He never knows when a killer will strike. When a stranger walks into the store that August night, a wary Butera watches the man from under the brim of a wide Panama hat. The stranger claps loudly at the music. Then, whips a revolver from his hip pocket and fires two shots at Butera's head. The gun is so close, the blast scorches Butera's hat. He's barely conscious when he gets to the hospital. Uh, I've been awfully careful in the last year. <laughs> and I never thought they'd get me. But they did. Welcome to Tales from the Rep Morgue the podcast that explores the Canton Repository's 200-year-old archive. I'm your host, Shane Hoover. Stark County has some wild history, but Joe Butera's story is almost unbelievable. An Italian immigrant comes to the United States, moves to a small town, and assassins hunt him for a decade for reasons that aren't entirely clear. Butera in the newspapers blamed the attacks on something called the Black Hand, the boogeyman of early 20th century crime. Butera claims to be a former member of a Black Hand gang who has become its sworn enemy. But as we'll see, there are other reasons someone might want to kill him. It's also a story of massive immigration, culture clashes, xenophobia, press hype, and organized crime. So join us as we enter the Rep Morgue for the Nine Lives of Joe Butera.
Part 1, Your Money or Your Life. During the first two decades of the 20th century, the foremost criminal menace has a shadowy foreign name, La Mano Nera, the Black Hand. From overcrowded New York City to booming Midwest factory towns to the West Coast, Black Hand gangs terrorize and extort victims. In his recent book on the Black Hand, author Stephen Talty writes, only the Ku Klux Klan would surpass the Black Hand for the production of mass terror in the early part of the century. But what is the Black Hand? Over time, the term is conflated with the Mafia, but they aren't necessarily the same. The Black Hand is more like a brand of crime, rather than a monolithic organization. There was no group that was the Black Hand, although um, the police and the press really wanted there to be. That's Elise Myers Walker. She wrote a book with her father, David Myers, called Ohio's Black Hand Syndicate, The Birth of Organized Crime in America. Well, the Black Hand was not ever an actual group. The Black Hand is a specific blackmailing technique whereby you mail a letter to somebody basically saying, hey, uh, give me money or you're going to be in trouble. And uh, in trouble could be a number of different things. Such as bombings, shootings, kidnappings, and stabbings. The amount demanded could be as little as $2 or as much as $10,000. A Black Hand letter printed in the Washington Times in 1905 is a good example. It's sent to a man living in the Bronx. Go to the end of the 3rd Avenue Road. Walk round the big glass house three times with a lighted cigar in your hand. The first man that comes along... Give him the $2,000 cash, and your life will be saved. If you don't, we will kill you and your family, even your cat and goat and horse, and we will blow up your house. Don't tell this to anybody, but go and do it. And in case the victim can't read, the criminals draw coffins, dagger-pierced hearts, skulls, and tombstones on the letters, each signed in the name of the Black Hand, La Manonera, in Italian. Getting one of the letters is a no-win situation. Victims who pay get more letters demanding more money. Victims who don't pay, or who go to the police, are killed. Their homes are burned, and their children are kidnapped, even in places like Alliance. Part 2, when we come back. Part 2, Everywhere You Want to Be. Some sources say Italian criminals borrow the Black Hand name from a 19th century group of Spanish anarchists. If that's true, they pick a pretty cool handle. The Black Hand. It's reaching out to get you. Scary stuff. And part of what makes the Black Hand scary is that it appears to be everywhere. 
In New York City, where black hand extortion really takes off, gangs infiltrate construction projects and banks. They know who has a fat paycheck, who owns a prosperous store, or who has recently inherited money. A black hand gang essentially takes over the tiny community of Hillsville in western Pennsylvania, earning the village the nickname Helltown. The gang preys on Italian miners, collecting tribute on payday, and killing men who don't cooperate. In Marion, Ohio, a gang called the Society of the Banana and Faithful Friends runs an extortion racket with webs throughout the Midwest. Black hand victims and perpetrators often are Italian immigrants, and some gangs have ties to criminal organizations in the old country. Immigrants are good marks for the gangs, especially those who prosper in their new home. They often don't speak English, they are isolated socially, and they don't trust the police to help them. But even the famous and the wealthy get black hand letters. David Myers. I mean, Enrico Caruso, the, the operatic tenor, you know, who was a kind of a national hero to Italians, uh, he was uh, received several black hand threats until he finally stood up to him and helped the police uh, uh, crack down on it. Sensational newspaper stories promote the idea of an omnipresent black hand. So does the fact that anyone with a pen and paper can write a black hand letter. There are plenty of copycats, from legit criminals to pranksters, as David and Elise explain. Well, it's funny because it became a real fad. And even though it's associated primarily with Italians, it was used by all nationalities. You know, children were using it to blackmail their parents oh, or to blackmail, yeah, blackmail their neighbors. Schoolgirls would do it for attention sometimes because this was a technique and then they figured out, they'd go, oh, well, you know, Eunice was just trying to get some attention. It's all right. But the man with the gun in Joe Butera's store is no schoolgirl. And his name isn't Eunice. Part three, when we come back. Part 3, Pulling Through. Whether a copycat or the member of a black hand gang, the stranger who shoots Joe Butera takes off. Dazed, uh, Butera struggles to a storeroom where he collapses. Brain matter protrudes from his skull, a reporter claims. Doctors at the hospital probe Butera's body for the bullets. Early reports say two bullets have struck him in the head, although later accounts say he is hit in the head and one of his shoulders. The prognosis is grim either way. The doctors say Butera can't survive. But somehow he does. The doctors remove the bullets, which hit Butera's skull but missed vital parts of his body. Police have no clues as to who shot Butera. Butera has regained consciousness, but appears to be rational only at times. The police have been unable to get any information from him that will help in tracing the gunman. The repository, August 9, 1912. An anonymous letter to the mayor claims Butera is the real leader of the Black Hand in Alliance, and that he was shot by a man he was extorting. The message is clear. 
Butera has survived what is at least the fifth attempt on his life. But his enemies won't stop, and the following years will be a fight to the death. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at cantonrep.com. Our theme music is Blind by Maidon. Other songs in this episode included Paganini Romantic Guitar from Audio Micro and Blue Feather, Iron Horse, and Marty Got's a Plan, all by Kevin McLeod. Special thanks to our voice talent for this episode, Joe Martuccio, Tim Botus, and Bob Rossiter. You can listen to other episodes of The Rep Morgue on cantonrep.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next time on Tales from the Rep Morgue. The Black Hand Society is by no means a powerful organization. There are small groups of swindlers who should be caught and punished. Mm-hmm.